Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months, now through December 2nd. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. Welcome back to another episode of Living the Life with Waneka Tessie. I am your host, Waneka Tessie. Thank you for joining me this Tuesday. I hope everyone is having a great week so far. And if you are not, I am praying that all goes well before the end of the week. Before this week's episode, I just want to give a shout out to Marquez for the wonderful intro music. I'm going to include a link to his bio on how to subscribe to his music. And also, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Elizabeth. Uh, She owns a 3D printing company, and she's the one sponsoring our podcast. So thank you so much, Elizabeth. Very much appreciate it. And I'll also include the link on our bio for this episode. First of all, how are we all doing? How is our temperature check in terms of the whole COVID year? Uh, What is it, day 9,000 of COVID? (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's not (laughs) like Definitely less than that, but it's starting to feel like it's dragging on. So let's just keep doing what we can to make sure that we are keeping our joy and we are just taking it one day at a time. That's what I tell myself whenever I feel like I'm overwhelmed or I'm overthinking about the next phase of this whole COVID year. I just take it one day at a time or one foot before the other. That's how I've been managing to not be stressed out, to be honest. This week's episode is going to be an interesting topic and one that I'm sure many have experienced at some part of their life in some form or another, and that is imposter syndrome. Before we begin this episode, I just wanted to identify a brief description of what imposter syndrome means. It's basically when an individual doubts their skills, talents, or accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as fraud. Keep in mind the key word is internalized fear, which will tell you that most of the time You already have the skills, you already have the knowledge, you already have everything needed to be doing what you're doing and much more, but you just have this mindset that maybe it's not enough to warrant what you're doing or the position that you're in. And that is the topic I want us to discuss tonight. I like this topic because of the fact that I didn't know what the word really meant until three years ago. But I can pretty much tell you I've experienced it at some form in college, my first year after college when I started my first step into the corporate America. 
And maybe three years ago, I can definitely say that what I was experiencing was imposter syndrome, not necessarily because I didn't have the skills or anything to do what I needed to do, but it's just you're now at a new position or new situation in life and all the doubt you've ever thought comes racing in, racing in and suddenly I'm feeling, what am I doing? Is this my life? Am I the person? Are they sure this is the person they want? And that fear never ceases to escape me um, anytime I get into a new position or when I've worked really hard to do something and I'm still very surprised that it happened to me. Despite all the work and months and years of working and planning, when it finally happens, I still sit there and I'm thinking, wow, I cannot believe this is happening to me. Are they sure that they have the right person? And I'll keep checking my name over and over and it is that person. So it's happened. It's happened in the workplace. It's happened in one of my fitness competition. After months of training and doing what needed to be done, as I was in the competition, when they called out the finals, and that was me that won the competition, I almost passed out because I didn't think they were actually calling my name. This was something I experienced in 2017 and I almost passed out and I just kept thinking, are they sure? But the judges kept saying my name, they called my number and I was just having that feeling of imposter syndrome on stage at that very moment. Despite all the work I had put in, all the encouragement I've gotten from friends who've done it and friends that may not necessarily be in the fitness competition world, and it just, it takes over you. And there's, at the moment that is happening, there's nothing you can do to stop thinking like that. But what has helped me over the years, and I can only speak from my experience in this particular podcast, and hopefully in the future, I can get others to speak on that as we start having interviews with different guests on the podcast. So for the purpose of tonight's episode, I can only speak for myself. Personally, when it happened, I didn't know what was happening. I didn't know there was a name. Keep in mind, I'm from West Africa originally. So when that happened to me, when I was in extreme doubt, I just assumed maybe I'm not good enough and maybe I should even work harder. What helped me is identifying what that moment was. And I started to hear other um, successful individuals who had imposter syndrome despite their accolades of education and skill set and talent, and they just still had it. And it's just, an, it's good to find a resource for a pattern of thinking that you feel is just specific to you. Once you do that, that is the most freeing thing that will ever happen to you. I started to not only hear the conversations of those who've experienced it, I started to reach out to, I have a mentor and I, she's done really well in her field of work and she's been this person I could always ask about 
how do you think my career should go this way? And she'll give me insight as to what she's experienced. And going through that helped me to realize that those feelings are valid, but it's not who you are. Because you feel that maybe I'm not the person they want for this actual thing that they do want you for, it's a feeling that you have and not necessarily what's true of you as a person. So I had to first start hearing other people who have experienced it, reach out to my mentor and just have a conversation to help me cope with the fact that this is always going to be in the back of my head. These are the things that have helped me. I had to break the silence and by doing so, it was talking to other people who've gone through it or hearing their experiences. Then I had to separate my internal fear from what's actually true. So my internal fear was, can I do this? Am I, are you sure this is what you want me to do? Versus the fact of, oh, you've proven in different parts of your life that you're capable of doing X, Y, and Z. Therefore, we're entrusting you to do X, Y, and Z. That helped a lot. And this is the most important thing, the third thing I had to learn to do. This is the most important, especially if you, if you know me personally and you know how I like to work really hard and I like to consistently prove myself so that in my mind, I know I'm doing a good job. I had to learn to fail properly. This was the most difficult part of curving some of that internal conflict of imposter syndrome, I had to learn how to fail properly. What I mean by that is in the past, if I had maybe a B as a grade or not the grade I wanted, I just thought I was done. Like that was the whole world had crashed in and maybe it's me and I'm not smart enough and so I should study forever. So the way I was failing in the past over little things were not the proper way you should fail. Instead, I should have looked at the grade and said, oh, maybe I should work it a little bit differently in this area, but it doesn't mean I'm not capable of doing better in other areas. So I had to just learn as an adult how to fail properly. Now, when I feel that I haven't done something the way I hoped it would work out, instead of berating myself and just continually playing it over my head as to how I could have done it differently, what I now do is I look at the situation and I take the feedback and I say, okay, that's a nice information I'll do differently next time. And I leave it alone and I walk away and I continue doing all the other tasks that I am able to do. Instead of focusing on that tiny part of failure that happened at that moment that might not even mean anything in the next two hours. The old self of me would look at that small problem forever and it would defeat me and it will crush me and it will make me want to just focus on excelling in just that tiny spot. That is unhealthy and do not do that. And if you are doing that and you find yourself in that realm, please learn to fail properly. And when you make a mistake, 
first forgive yourself and move past it really quickly. And I can tell you, people used to tell me this when I was a kid, when I was a young adult, like in college, they'll tell me, don't take it so personally, it's okay. And I would hear them, but I wouldn't hear them because that tiny problem or failure, I exaggerated in my mind as the end of the world. And now I see the value of understanding that when something doesn't work the way you planned, take the feedback and move on. Because then your focus is not on that tiny speck of problem. You're able to now work on other areas that you're really good at and focus on those. And in time, that tiny problem you thought was so huge, it becomes so tiny, it doesn't even bother you. And then when you have gotten enough strength to come back to that problem to resolve it, you do it in a much faster rate, like it was nothing. To me, that was the most important step of overcoming imposter syndrome. Just recognizing that not those small, tiny failures should amount to big things in my mind. And now they no longer do. The last thing I had to learn, so there are four points, I had to break the silence by talking about it or hearing people who've experienced it. Then I had to separate my internal fears from what's actually true. Then I had to learn to fail properly, as I've already discussed. And the last thing, I had to be kind to myself. Wow. It's so sad that it took me so many years to understand the importance of being kind to myself. This last tip really solidified my easing off of the fear of failure and whatever things that would be in my head telling me like maybe I should do more and this is not enough. I just had to be kind to myself. And whenever I find myself in a situation of doubt or a moment of doubt where I think maybe there should be someone better for this or maybe I should do even more, I should stay up late and really think about it, I just switch this mode of being kind to myself. And I say, you know, Wanaka, you've done all you can. And that's all you can with the strength and the resources you have. Tomorrow is another day and you get to plan differently or you get to do differently or you just get to take a break. After going through these four steps, and now I've had three years of reflecting on the last time I really had an imposter syndrome. These four steps really helped me. And I'm sharing that because, like I said, if it's happened to you and you're still reflecting on it, understand that it's happened to the best of us. If you're going through it right now where you're in a season of change and you're having deep doubts and imposter syndrome, please make sure that you understand that you are doing a great job and you are an, a, a fantastic human being. And at that moment should not be the biggest picture you remember of all the things you've done in your life. That's what I want this episode to really focus on, just knowing that you're not alone in this. But if you are having imposter syndrome and you happen to be in a place in your life where you're not getting that support, 
you're not getting the feedback that's necessary for you to keep growing, I want you to know that eventually you'll get to a place where you do have all those things. Because it happened to me when I moved to San Francisco and the company I started working for, that was the company I grew the most as a manager. That segment of my life took everything I thought I knew about managing and I went from maybe uh, a fear, uh, my accent, um, maybe an okay manager of black and white doing what is expected, doing what the book says. Working in San Francisco took that mediocre management style I had and it went to a thousand percent in San Francisco because that company understood that no one is perfect and will all continue to grow. And as long as there's a consistent growth pattern in the person that you are, you're going to be successful. The fact that that company had that as their mission, it took all the stress away from me wanting to be perfect at everything. And I just led. I wanted my team to be great. I wanted my team to know they could rely on me. I wanted my team to know that we were a team. I wanted our team to be a family. And in order to do that, I had to show up and I had to basically switch that method of doing things perfectly to doing things consistent and doing things with a great plan in mind that everyone comes with different types of stories and we use everyone's capability to make the team great. So if I worked with you in San Francisco or you're listening to this and you're in that company, know that no company is ever going to be perfect, but for someone like me who went through imposter syndrome, that company really helped me take all the skills and abilities that I've ever learned in all my life and made sure that I was a great manager in that moment of life. This is all I have for us today for this episode, and I hope it resonates with some listeners, and if it does not share with someone that you know that's going through similar fears and they don't know the word for it, um, let them know they're not alone. Thank you for tuning in. I would like to just thank my listeners once again. Make sure to subscribe, share with your friends, and continue listening. And make sure you're consistent in every aspect of your life because that is how you achieve your goals and dreams. Thank you and have a wonderful Tuesday. Ding, 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 ding. Am I getting on your nerves yet? Well, that's the point behind the seatbelt alarm in your car. And if you know somebody who won't listen to it, well, feel free to be annoying and remind them to buckle up. You could save their life. To find out more, go to buckleupva.com. Buckle up. Every trip, every time. A message from the Virginia Department of Motor Vehicles.